What's up, Hyperfast Agent Nation? On this episode of the Hyperfast Agent Show, we've got an amazing guest, a real estate agent from just down the road from here in Maryland. She did 38 deals last year as a solo agent and is now hiring and building a team. And today she's going to talk about that process plus the energy it takes to invest in yourself and each client in order to consistently and constantly grow. Welcome to the show, Sunita Bali. Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyper fast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyper fast. All right, welcome to the show today. I'm super excited to have Sunita on. Thanks for coming down here. And I'm so, super excited to be here. Yeah, so why don't you tell the hyperfast viewers, listeners out there a little bit about yourself uh, and your business, just a quick, uh, quick bio before we get started. Oh, absolutely. So I'm Sunita Bali. I've been a longtime resident of Maryland, and I have developed my business on a exceptional foundation of customer care um, and um, I have uh, grown a lot over the last three four years and uh, started uh, you know my story is kind of funny like everybody started with just one and two and babysitting it and say oh my gosh don't talk to me and then <laughs> next year you know like 10 times and then 20 times and then 30 times grew. So it's growing. Um, so there is a point when you stop growing and you need a mentor and you have to have someone whose success brings you more inspiration and tells you that this is possible, you can grow more. And that's how I got to know uh, you and Carrie, hyperfast mentors. <laughs> Hyperfast agent mentors. So yeah. So four, just four years in the business, right? Uh, gonna be six years six, actually. Okay. Yeah, in October. And what what was it like that? Like, what made you get into it first of all? Well, I never thought to be a realtor that I would become a realtor. Yeah, I had, a lot of people say that. <laughs> yes, yeah. I used to do my own, like uh, when the market in 2008, you know, the, mm, I used to do my own investments uh, and I liked it. Uh, I had, I started with um, teaching French. I was a French professor uh, back in, in India and then went to France for higher studies and changed my uh, career altogether, went more towards space science, majoring in business and management. So, uh, And then I was hired by a satellite company here in the U.S., and that's how I came. And I worked for American corporations, business management, uh, marketing, and sales and marketing. So I always had sales and marketing background, even though I had technical background. 
it was like um, my daughter had an accident. She was pretty young at that time, and she broke both her knees. She's okay now, fine, absolutely. Oh, wow. And I took care of her like a baby. It was winter, snowing, and that time we did not have the option of working from home. How old was she? She was in teens, t- okay. teenager. So she... Um, She's looking at double cast? Yeah, I know. yeah she like was bedridden. Hippocast? Yeah, she or... had meniscus. She had broken both the meniscus, you know, um, Everything was, uh, so she had two surgeries, invasive as well, non-invasive. So um, anyway, so I did not have option to work from home. And basically, they told me that either you take care of your daughter or you, you know, Mm. come and work. So I said, okay, family's first. So I took care of her. And uh, so it was cold, couldn't go out, snowing. So I said, okay, I always wanted to do real estate. So let's go online and do classes and I took exam and rest is the history. I got myself license and, you know, within a few months I started uh, pursuing real estate. And uh, it's been my passion since then, seriously. Yeah, I think so, so often that big things, big changes in our lives, you know, are, are things maybe we've thought about for years, but then there's just some unknown catalyst that that happens, like you know, your daughter breaking her knees. Right, or, right. Had no choice. Like and yeah, you to, to put your back against the exactly. wall a little. And, yeah. I conquered my fear and said, okay, I'm going to do it. You know, no matter so what. So what was the start like the first you know, year or two? For you? Yeah, the first year, actually, I had no idea going into it. I just did one sale and that was a big one. And uh, I said, oh, you know, I can pay my mortgage. So I was very happy. And then when I went for a sales meeting and I saw the agents were making one million net they were taking home. And I was not even in the bottom. I had I didn't get any award. And I really took it to heart because I always want to be top, you know, in life. <laughs> so I, I took it to heart. I said, well, this, I mean, this is not a rocket science. I can do it. And I'm a rocket scientist, you know, so I have to figure it out what to do. So... And then I, you know, searched for coaching. I was in a coaching for some time. And um, then my, you know, I sincerely feel that once you stop growing, once you stop investing in yourself, in your education, you stop stop growing. So that's what I learned in real estate. And otherwise, you have to always keep, you know, educating yourself. So I did some coaching and then. I started growing and I got confidence that you can grow, you know, you, all, all you have to stay focused and take the proven <clears throat> methods what others are using. So what did, what did your uh, volume and, and uh, transaction count look like last year, 2019? So I've been stuck for the last two years at the same level, that is platinum level, Remax. But I still, they say if you grow 20% every year, it's a good growth. But I really want to go double or triple, you know. So uh, when uh, last year uh, I was platinum and uh, Remax, so I sold about 38 units. And I've been a Washingtonian's uh, top agent. So you have to have certain volume, you know, about so 38 14. units. And was that, did you have an assistant? Or uh, other other members? No, I was solo. I Just did solo. have assistant off and on, uh, virtual assistants and virtual uh, marketing off and on, but not full time. When I get busy, I said, okay, I need to have someone, you know, and I'm trying to put off all the fire. And um, so that's... And what about, what about this year? 
So this year I'm very organized okay. thanks to hyperfast um, uh, training. This growth is not going to be in two months, three months, six months because it's a long term, five year plan. So I'm I'm making my five year plans. I'm hiring. Uh, I've hired my first ISA. I've hired my admin. So now I'm going to be focusing on uh, buyers agents. You know, that's how I'm going to grow. And I do feel that um, online leads, which I have you know, a lot and I'm just throwing away because I don't have anyone is no more an option. We have to do that way with all that's going on. So there's an enormous potential to grow. Yeah, I think the pandemic has yeah. caused a lot of people to shift how they like look for homes and meet their agents. So online is going to become even more important yeah. than it was before. But I, I think the, uh, the key that, that you did that will set you up is getting that ISA and admin. Mm -hmm. A lot of agents go out when they want to build a team and scale and they they start with buyer's agents mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they don't want to pay a salary because mm -hmm. they get nervous. Mm -hmm. And then they end up being the admin now for themselves plus that buyer's agent or right. other ones that they add. So a lot of people kind of do it backwards. So what was that process like? Uh, was it like a leap of faith for you to go out, get that ISA, a full-time admin, or, or were you nervous? Well, any change makes you nervous, and you do think how you're going to pay, or if you're going to pay, make sure that they are doing some, they are increasing your productivity, right? That's important. So, yeah, I mean, I uh, followed the process, you know, uh, sat down and wrote everything which I don't like to do or which I cannot do. I'd rather do focus on, uh, you know, higher paid activities, which, and I'm good at that, than doing the admin stuff, which is 12 14 $15 an hour. I mean, I've done that enough, you know, but once you calculate how much you are worth an hour, then you do not want to do any more that. So based on that calculative uh, approach, you know, it really made sense to hire an admin as well as an ISA. And how, how has that helped your business? I mean, I know this is a weird year with coronavirus and right. lockdowns and right. whatnot, but right. where do you see yourself, you know, coming in this year compared to last year? Well, we did... I did extremely well in first quarter, you know, because of all the setup I had. We were like closing left and right. We really did well in first quarter to make up for second if we are not doing that well, because we are still doing our best, right? Uh, I'm still, uh, you know, developing online virtual. That's the new norm now. So that takes time. We are ready for, you know, for any kind of challenge now, if we have to do virtually or, if, you know, we can go. Uh, so all the revenues we I had first week of um, first quarter, they were all virtual. So that did help me to have an extra, you know, uh, help. So it seems, it seems like you're well positioned then for however long the lockdowns, you know, virus last right, right. Um, and, and beyond even. Yeah. Have there been any challenges with ISAs, yeah, yeah, admin, well, hiring? So we had to change the, um, the job description before they were coming in, in the office, and it's not required. So, um, so now it's all wherever they are. 
working from there and you know I'm kind of managing from far the same way with admin so their job description also evolved they are doing more transactions or they are helping me more with marketing because I'm preparing myself more towards marketing branding which I always used to complain I don't have time I don't I can't do this and now with um, you know more time on hand in the term in terms of um, uh, not going out we like you know before we would go and show homes now we are doing still showing homes but it's you know quite a lot virtually when they really like it virtually then we go and show it to the client you know well the, the marketing and branding you know I know sometimes like as an agent it's kind of hard to to focus on yes because mm-hmm. you know if you've got a hot buyer hot seller like yeah, the attention is there, but right. the, the marketing and branding is what produce a lot more money. Absolutely, on, so. yeah. We see, the, as you know, we see the results, you know, over the time in five-year plans, you know. We just can't say, oh, one day I'll do it, you know, because then you might be late for that, <laughs> right? So we have to keep doing, you know, as we grow, you know. And what's what's been the biggest uh, revelation you know, as you've been focused more on marketing and branding or something that you know now that maybe a year ago you had no idea, maybe even six months ago? Uh, consistency, like keep doing it, you know. Before I would do when I'm free, I would just do and say, okay, let's do, you know, I can send some articles, I can do it on my blog, I can put something on my website, I can maybe work on reviews. But now it's like it's a system it has to keep going along with your you know uh, other transactions you just can't wait marketing cannot wait it has to grow with you as you grow because it helps you to grow so that's a big revolution that uh, we need to keep market ourselves our brand constantly yeah the consistency i mean now more than ever is really really important i think people's Attention spans with everything that's gone on in the news and social media this year are just very, very short, and people are posting more. So, look, it, it takes more mm-hmm. of that consistent effort to, to break through. So, True. It's the same effort, you know, this year might only get half the attention that you got last year. So, absolutely. The consistency is even the game. Uh-huh. more important. Right. Absolutely. And has your has your admin been helping with that or keeping you on track? Like how do you what do you do to to stay on track with being consistent? Now so, that you, you yeah. realize that. So we cute. have a system like every Friday, uh, so she plans for the whole week what posts we're gonna be doing morning and evening and which day is what we're doing. So she plans everything on the calendar and then I go and look at it uh, and I approve it because it's important what we are putting on. I don't want her to put something which is not relevant, like two years old, you know, and then it has no value and they're going to say, huh, what is she talking about? (laughs) Because I'm responsible. So, uh, and then it gives me time to, you know, coach them also a little bit, you know, what's going on because um, it's important they know what's going on in the market in terms of real estate. So we uh, we go through, they do everything, it's all automated. So then it goes uh, on time, like Monday at 8, uh, uh, 5 p.m. or, th- you know, so it's it's scheduled. 
And then uh, the inside sales agent, just so everyone knows, that's, you know, when we say that term, it's, it's the people that are responding to leads, calling leads. But how has that person helped? Are you seeing an increase in your appointments since you brought them on board and, and maybe more time? If they're doing a lot of the follow-up for you, do you have more time to focus on your existing clients and your marketing? Absolutely, because um, I still do my um, hour of power, like, you know, 8.30 to 10.30 or, you know, if I'm... Double hour of power. <laughs> yes, 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 I do. <laughs> so, it because I go and look up in the system in my CRM what has been followed up and what has not been followed up and what, how many appointments I have. So... We, I do my very best that nothing goes unattended. So that increases the chance because this, as you know, everything is in follow-up. The money is in the follow-up. The, right. the customer care is in the follow-up. If we don't, do not follow up with our clients, they're going to obviously go somewhere else. You know, So that, that I get to know the health of my business too because there are now four eyes, you know. So whatever I miss, they catch. Whatever they miss, I catch. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you have a client that needs to buy or sell a home in the DMV area? Then why not trust the highest selling team in the DMV, the Carrie Scholl team? We've helped thousands of buyers and sellers and would love to help your clients. And we guarantee we will save them time, money, and stress throughout the process, and they will be so grateful that you referred them to us. Go to carryshoal.com to learn more. Again, that's carryshoal.com to learn more about sending us your clients that need to buy or sell a home in the DMV area. That's carryshoal.com. Yeah, and I think, you know, you kind of hinted at something that I think you do a really good job at is that that customer care and just the energy that you bring to each transaction and clearly it's there if you were doing 38 deals as a solo agent so let's talk about that like your, the energy that you bring to each buyer and seller yes sure <laughs> well buyer side you know i always i always sit down and go over what it is if it's a first-time home buyer even if they are not first-time home buyer it changes a lot. Every year there are new set of rules, you know. Right. You know, they need to be aware of that. So I just sit down and go over what it takes to buy a home. And if they have to sell also, then, you know, how, what strategies do we have so that they are not homeless, you know. Uh, they sell their home and also buy at the same time, you know, based on their situation. So buyer side always educating them what, what it takes to buy a home, go over uh, the process and set their, and find out their expectations, what their expectations are from me and uh, also when they are buying a home and also tell them a little bit about the market because uh, if I go run at the f drop of the hat, start showing them homes and they're not knowing what the m market is, and when I write an offer and they don't win it, it's gonna be my fault. So I just prepare them, tell them where the market is. Whatever comes right now goes very fast if it's priced right and it's in a good condition. So I set up the expectations and then I also show them what's available 
you know, just to do reality check, you know, whether uh, what they are expecting it's there or not there. So based on that, when we go out, uh, I always tell them that, you know, you might have five criteria. If out of five, four are met, that is 100% home because they are no 100% home. Even um, uh, new constructions, new homes have something lacking. So, you know, uh, yeah, so once we work on expectations, what they're expecting, what the market is and where they are in terms of their uh, financial situation, I show them five homes. And if out of five they don't pick one, then we sit down again and see where we were missed, why, why they could not pick one up, you know. Of course, I'm not forcing just out out of five one home and if it, they don't like it we obviously have to look for more but generally they do if I, I do listen very carefully about their requirements yeah i think um a lot of a lot of good stuff in there to to kind of unpack but you know one treating like each client like a little bit differently because everyone's situation is unique and different so a first time home buyer is going to be different than a move up buyer, right? They're, they're gonna have different sets of challenges and problems, experiences that they bring to the table. So understanding that and, and then giving them the education, the information up front, it's not, it's not rushed, especially mm-hmm. if you're in a competing market. Right. If they, if they find the dream home and then you explain the, right. <laughs> the, the, the competition levels, right. I think there's a lot of pressure on them to, to learn it and figure it out Absolutely. all at once after seeing this home they like and they're wondering, well, why do I need to waive a contingency or escalate or whatever the case may yeah. be. So I think giving them that information up front is really important. And then I, the, the other thing I really liked was kind of having that check-in process where you know you listen to them, get their criteria, come up with you know, five homes that, based on that, that you think would, would meet at least 80% of their requirements, four out of five. And then if, for some reason, they don't, well, let's check in and, you know, we're, did I misunderstand you or were you just expecting, you know, more than this market has to, to offer, right? right? So yeah. what do we need to adjust? So. Yeah. The reason I'm smiling, sometimes they give me the requirements, all the requirements, and I sh- they pick up some house and they say, can we see this? Can we see that as a show? And they go for that completely opposite. Right. <laughs> it's so emotional. Like, you know, buying a home sometimes it's so emotional. So I do care about their emotions. It's not that I don't care, but I just keep bringing them back home what they had told me. <laughs> no, I think that's the key. Like, it's, it is an emotional decision. It's not <laughs> like a little bit. It's, yeah. it's emotional that, that they then use logic to justify it right. somehow. But it's right. that understanding that emotion and pairing them with the right the right kind of opportunity. Uh, what about on the you know the, the selling side? Like what what um, specific processes and, and energy are you are you bringing to uh, your seller clients? Uh, well um sellers are completely different because you go to their home and you build a rapport very quickly because they are inviting you to their living quarters, you know, so, and then you also kind of going to be honest looking at their house in terms of what needs to be improved. So, but still you have to be very careful, you know, because 
you're still building a rapport with them and you don't want to say over say something uh it starts before i get there um i even if it's my my friends my family or very close friends i never take it for granted that oh let's go there they are going with me anyways not like that i still treat them like i would treat anyone else in terms of qualifying i think qual- qualifying process is the most important before you get there which means to find out their motivation why they are selling their pain points and the the criterias which are hidden like you know what matters them the most you know the price or certainty some people won't care selling for full price but they want certainty they just want to sell and move on right you know so Oh, a, lot of, so, a lot of agents just yes, don't understand that. Exactly. So you are really like a therapist <laughs> or a psychologist, I would say, that before you go there, you understand why they are selling, their motivation, and um, also get to know their personalities because I might be one kind of personality and they are altogether different. Let's say I'm a driver personality, you know, based on this test, and they are like... I don't know like s or c so they're very careful all about data so it's very important before i get there to have that ammunition with me like have that data and if they want more numbers they want to see you know if if i say okay i sell uh, all my listings are sold at the highest price in the shortest time and they say okay how so i have to have something right so i have to prove right. that so i print out from bright mls the data of my last 12 months listing sold how much were they listed and when they were sold and how much were they sold so that kind of stuff um i always go over prepared even if i don't need it because that gives me a little bit edge over you know uh other agents or give me edge over myself like if they ask me some question and if i don't have that data i'm not ready so sellers are mostly get to know their motivation first so once i pre qualify them over the phone then i go there with all, all my marketing plan anything to you know like uh, marketing material or uh, my you know data from which i printed out from bright mls and i also leave them a document saying that uh, if you are interviewing other agents so just compare what i do and i give them a list and i said just check if they do the same thing and then in the end compare who does most and why i'm successful you know uh, i do tell them there are lots of realtors but the difference between them and me is my marketing plan and i do follow that that's how i start yeah what i what i think is most interesting there and that a lot of people hopefully can take away and implement is this idea of gathering information up front about them and then adjusting your approach based on what you think their needs are what their personality is i think a lot of agents probably get that call and they're just you know commission hungry yeah. and ready to, ready to book the appointment and right. and forget to ask like well why are you selling yeah. right which yes. can reveal Yes. A lot of information like was Absolutely. there a death in the family? Is there a birth coming up and they're expecting to Yeah, they, so they many things. You never know, right? you know, hidden divorce, like, you'd never know. Tons of different motivations things. and yeah. reasons and Right. Just like 
I don't know, an extra minute or two at most on the phone up, up front can yep. really help you like understand what what approach you need to Absolutely. take. Absolutely, yeah. And um, revenues are important. I mean, that's why we have to pay our bills. Um, but I just, I think if we do a good job, money follows, you know. There's no way if you do a good job that it's not, you know, you're not going to be rewarded for that. So it's it's very natural. So I just focus on being good, being the best, actually, and provide them more than what I promised. Well, I think when, you know, like, like you said, when you focus on investing in yourself and you know, figuring out how to help clients, like the money will, will follow. You're right. Absolutely. Really focus on those things. What are you most uh, excited about, you know, going forward? Here we are in the middle of 2020. There's, you know, we're in this unprecedented times. And, you know, we would never would have thought a few months ago that we would have lockdowns and everything else going on. But, uh, you know, you've got your, you've gone from solo agent, 38 deals to now two team members, like in the next year or so, what, what are you anticipating and excited about? Well, I'm excited about that. I have a kind of um, statement that somebody today somewhere needs my help. And this is so true. When I call or when I get a call, it's always from helping point of view, you know, because they really need a house. You know, they need somebody's help. They want to buy, but they don't know how. They want to sell, but they don't know, you know, how it's going to happen. They're moving to another state, you know. And I have that expertise. I have those tools. I can help them. And it's just a matter of uh, showing them that it's very much feasible. And I always keep myself in, in that state of excitement that I'm helping. I'm, I'm doing something good to improve somebody's life. So that keeps me. And I, I think I'm born positive person. <laughs> so I always see opportunities. But... Not, I'm not seeing opportunities in, in this situation, you know. I'm very cognizant that, you know, uh, we health is first, you know. Uh, but in a general term, you know, positiveness is something which takes you very long, right? Uh, but with facts, you know, being positive and then taking action not positive, like, okay, everything will be all right, you know, all is good, not that. All, everything would be all right, but if we take action, you know. So I do take actions, um, and uh, I, whatever I dream, I give, I try to give shape to it, you know, by taking action. So that's my excitement. Um, and uh, then there's a strategy, right? In order to move forward, you have to have somebody who, who shows success in their own business and those who have proven methods to be successful. So I bank upon them. I, you know, move forward and ask them their help in terms of mentors, in terms of advisors. Well, it's going to be exciting to watch that growth. Uh, before, before we wrap up, I want to do the hyper fast round if you are ready. For Absolutely. Some rapid fire questions. All yes. Right. Um, so, what is your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Take action. You can do it. You are no less than anyone. And do it sooner 
and take help, go into mentorship, go whatever it takes to be successful. You are no less than anyone. All right. Biggest piece of advice to uh, an experienced real estate agent? Grow. Do not sit there and think that you know everything. You don't, even after many, many years of experience, things are changing so fast. Technology is changing. Even you are changing yourself. And just, just go educate yourself more. And sky is the limit. Do more. What's the um, biggest challenge you've had in real estate? And how did you overcome it? Well, biggest challenge is myself. <laughs> you know, my own fears. You know, um, and you have to overcome your fear. You know, I remember when I just made like 22,000 first year of my real estate uh, career. And I said, oh, my gosh, I have to I have a daughter. She goes to school and I have a home being a single mom. I said, oh, my gosh, how I'm going to do it. And then I took 20,000, put it on my credit card and went for uh, coaching and mentorship, uh, sorry, coaching and um, joined the program, coaching program. And I used to sweat at night. I said, oh, my gosh, I, I'm under debt, you know. <laughs> so then I told myself, no, I'll make 10 times more. And I did. So you have to take action and believe in you. In you. That's very important. If you're not uh, selling real estate, uh, what, are you, what are you doing for fun? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a, like, it really changes. I was an athlete when I was in school and in college, you know. Even um, about 10 years ago, I used to ride, um, I used to cycle for multiple scholarships. I rode for five years and I was the highest fundraiser. And then my niece, you know, like a year, I don't know from where it came. Then I went dancing. I would do like I used to work for American Corporation. So I would work from home. And so, you know, I, I could schedule my own time. So when everybody's coming home, I'm going out to dance. So I did for three, four years, like, you know, because I can I could afford. Anyways, so right now today, I'm very much into gardening. That's a <laughs> exploding activity yes. from, for, yes. you know, for the lockdowns. Exactly. Yeah. So now I think that if I ever have a farm, wherever I am, like, you know, I would grow a lot of produce and I'll cook and I'll distribute it to uh, kids who are hungry or starving or whosoever needs it. So I just want to do something like for nonprofit. That or I could donate, you know, depending on the time, because I do get very ambitious. But then we have 24 hours in a day, right? Right. <laughs> all the same amount. Yeah. So recently I've been thinking a lot of giving back, you know. So I, if I want to grow, I want to grow very, very big and I want to give back. Because when I was locked down, I had a lot of reflection and I thought and my brother, sisters, they say, what for? Your daughter is now a doctor. She's like, you know, she's on her way. You don't have to worry. I said, yeah, but I still have to give back. You know, I would be doing something. I just can't sit home. All I right. want to be productive. No, you, you definitely sound like it. <laughs> uh, last question. Where do you see yourself in five years? I s probably see myself uh, in five years growing a lot, maybe three, four times more than what I am. I do have want to have at least 10 agents and then um, 
help more, maybe like increase the price point also of uh, in terms of real estate. And in terms of uh, uh, personal, I do wanna be uh, financially independent. So I can take some time off for myself too. And I just wanna grow. Awesome, well, I'm, I'm excited to watch that growth. And before we sign off, can you just let everyone know what areas you serve and how they can get in touch with you if they want to connect about real estate or anything? Sure, well, again, I'm Sunita Bali. I am licensed in DC and Maryland. I'm a residential um, agent, a real estate agent. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me via phone 301-984-7108 or via my website www.balihomes-md.com. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show today. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it's and, been uh, wonderful. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.